0: Welcome to episode 82 of the I Wanna Party with Bob Bobcast. This episode is the Sad Girls Club Super Califragilistic Expialidocious Extravaganza Splendor. Yet, yeah, This is the Sad Girls Club episode. Yes, this episode is an interview with Shelby and Eric of Sad Girls Club, and four songs by the band. That's what you're gonna get in this action-packed episode. A little background, I first heard of Sad Girls Club via Facebook a little over a year ago. What struck me the most about the band is how much they stand out in a sea of similar bands, like pop punk, catchy punk rock. That's a genre of music that is absolutely saturated with good and even great bands. I think we're kind of living in a golden age of music right now. There's so goddamn much good music out there. What sets Sad Girls Club apart from the rest, you might ask? Well, let me answer that. For one, it's Shelby's voice. Okay, Shelby is a very petite woman. And no, this isn't a setup for a short joke or anything like that, okay? This is a very professional podcast. But the voice that comes out of Shelby is absolutely massive. I mean, her voice can move mountains. She she is an extremely talented singer. And her voice takes these really great, really rad songs to begin with, places that they wouldn't necessarily go without her voice. Shelby's voice absolutely does set the band apart. The other thing about Sad Girls Club is this. When I see live videos of them, when I see photos of all the members of the band together, they have a lot of chemistry together, it appears to me. They have a bond that a lot of other bands that are really great as well don't necessarily have. And I think the bands that don't have that kind of chemistry, it shows. There's something missing about that kind of band. With Sad Girls Club and other bands that have that kind of chemistry... I believe it shines through in the music. You can absolutely tell that it's there. It's hard to put that into words. To me, it's something that has to be seen as well as heard. Sort of, kind of, on that note about the chemistry of the band, there has been a lineup change with Sad Girls Club between the time the interview took place and me recording this and the release of the episode. Liz, the guitar player in Sad Girls Club, is no longer in the band. Travis, Shelby, and Eric are continuing on without Liz as a three-piece for now, so it's not like this episode is like a posthumous episode or anything like that. I do want to say I absolutely wish Liz the best, and Liz fucking rules. Now, I mentioned songs in this episode. Let me tell you a little bit about them before we get going. They're coming up in this order of appearance. The very first song at the very beginning of this episode was called Back Around, then, right after I finish talking here and before part one of the interview, is the song Pedestal. In between part one and part two of the interview is the song Lonely Nights. And in that song, Travis is actually singing Not Shelby. That's something we also talk about a little bit in the upcoming interview, by the way. The very last song of this episode is called X Men. And it only makes sense. All those songs are by Sad Girls Club, right? Otherwise, it wouldn't be the super califragilistic supercalifragilisticexpialidocious Sad Girls Club Spectacular. Yes. There are no ads in this episode, by the way, so I could squeeze one more song in, but here is the... Beer of the Episode. This week's beer of the episode is the Astro Zombies hazy IPA by none other than Plant Night Alehouse of Escondido, California. Astro Zombies is a 6.8% alcohol by volume hazy IPA brewed with El Dorado and Mosaic hops. Let's give this beer a try and we'll talk about it for a sec. You know, one thing that's good. One thing Plan 9 is really good at is making a very smooth, not-too-bitter IPA. That is like the perfect IPA. I swear to God, it's a little fruity, like a lot of IPAs are, and that's a good thing. It's that fruity in that IPA kind of way. It's literally, this beer is the fucking perfect IPA. Another home run from Plan 9A House. You can also try this beer yourself. And many of the other fine beer offerings and more at Plan Nine Ale House, which is located at 155 East Grand Avenue in downtown Escondido, California. You can call Plan Nine Ale House at 760 489 8817 or visit them on the web at www.plan9alehouse.com. Plan Nine Ale House, beer to the people. That's the Plan Nine motto. By the way, beer to me is why I love Plan 9 so much, because yes, I I love Plan 9's beer. Best beer on earth, I believe. Well, here's the song, Pedestal by Sad Girls Club, then on to part one of the interview. Stay tuned. I'd like to welcome two members of Sad Girls Club to the I Want to Party with Bob, Bob cast. I have Shelby and I have Eric, the backbone, the best people in the band. Well, we're gonna find out tonight if they are the best people in the band or not. Oh, it could be debatable. We'll see. But thank you, I thank mean, you for coming and, and thank you for talking to me. I'm, I'm glad you're here you. with me tonight. Yeah, <gasps> Travis is big in the running on that. I was gonna say, I'm he's gonna a shout second out Travis yeah. wins best hair. I, I would say what. <gasps> right out of the gate.
1: <laughs> Sorry. Well, Sorry. I never. Sorry, Shelby. It's fine. Travis does <laughs> have just gorgeous go hair. I'll fuck myself. That it's is, fine. That is
0: very
2: true. Travis no, hair is gorgeous. No, he does have great hair. Travis has and exceptional has that, hair, I believe. And he so.
1: has that blonde stripe right now, which is really doing it okay. for me. Whenever He's killing he, it.
0: Whenever he does a, that little
2: like blonde thing, it's very
0: cute. It's yeah. It's,
2: it's a good look. Yes, yes look it is. On. I
0: agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. It is. Let's talk about Sad Girls Club a little bit. Sad Girls Club, member-wise... Shelby, guitar and vocals. Yes. Eric on drums. Yes. Uh-huh. Liz on guitar, right? Mm-hmm. Yes. And Travis does bass. Shelby, you're the only one that sings, though, right?
1: No, Travis sings too.
0: Oh, Travis, Travis does too.
1: Yeah, he sang three songs on our last record, and then yeah. I think our next record is gonna be more back and forth between us and more, uh, like uh like more evenly distributed. I think.
0: Yeah. Oh, cool. Okay. All right. Good. So he is actually. You're gonna start trying to do a little bit of the back and forth kind of thing, like
1: I think so. Yeah, we have well, a couple right. of songs okay. where we'll be doing that yeah. for sure.
2: Because on our midsummer release, uh, or sorry, endless summer, I keep doing that, Me too. we all do that. On the release, we did a cover of a lightweight song, and in that song, they like I think it's the only song that we have where they actually duet. Where it's not like backup harmonies and somebody else singing, but it's like a duet of vocal vocals, <laughs> and uh, it's really great and it sounds awesome. And I'm really excited
0: to like pursue that more. Yeah. Cool. I have to re-listen to that because I don't think I caught that on that record. I'll have to. Okay. I have another mission for tonight, other than celebrating Biden's victory and getting faced. I'm gonna go back <laughs> yeah. and re-listen to the Sad Girl stuff on <laughs> Endless Summer. So, okay. So, tell me, how did you all meet? How did the band start? Just kind of that basic question.
1: So Travis and I were best friends since high school. For like, the, we've been best friends forever. And us making music together was very overdue. So uh, a couple of summers ago, we were like, "Fuck it, we're gonna finally do it. We're gonna start the band. We're gonna do it. It's gonna be great." Fravit saw was like followed Eric on Instagram. Like, we didn't really know him, but he followed him. And one day, Eric posted like, "Hey, who needs a drummer?" And we were like, "Oh, we need a drummer. Let's hit him up."
2: Yeah. So um, so I was in a I was in a I was in a <laughs> band. We were a band for like seven years. We'd like we did this EP. We were like. We had started as like an alternative psychobilly thing and then it became just like an alternative hardcore punk thing. Mm. Um, but we wrote this really awesome record. The band dissolved in kind of a negative way, which was shitty. And I was feeling really, really shitty that week because I was like, fuck, man, we wrote this record. We're not recording it. I'm mad. I wasted all this time. But I didn't waste time, but you know what I mean? I was, sure. I was, I was feeling grumpy about it. And so I posted some really <laughs> passive-aggressive shit on my Instagram story hoping that the other member would see it. <laughs> just being like, oh, man... And I was like, man, who needs another drummer? My band's done, or something silly. And Travis, uh, who followed me on Instagram, was just like, oh, me and my friend Shelby are trying to start a band in Sacramento. And I was in San Francisco at the time. And I was like, oh, yeah, let's meet up. And so we met in Fairfield, had lunch. And then later that week, it was like, oh, do you want to jam? And so I was like, yeah. So I drove out to Sacramento and we jammed on some songs, and that was it. And, and then, then we
1: Travis yeah. and I already knew Liz. So a few weeks before. Our first show, I think it was like two weeks before our first show, we asked Liz to join the band. Um, yeah. And she joined us and then uh, finished writing Hard Feelings with us.
0: Yeah. Okay, so what year was that? When did that all happen? 2018.
1: 2018.
0: 2018. Yeah. Okay. Only, yeah, it was only about two years ago, right? And Liz, yeah. did, did you know Liz from yeah, any other we- bands like Dead Dads? I know she was in yeah, Dead Dads. Yeah, we've been...
1: We go we way back. Uh, <laughs> Travis and I have both been going to shows for the past like 11 years since since I was like 14. So we've I've known Liz for a long time. Uh, we weren't on a super close personal level until she did join the band, though. Ah. Um, but so like we were just like, oh, yeah, she's very she's super talented. We brought Eric to a show with us one night. Um, and we had recently recorded some demos uh, with her boyfriend, Pat. And yeah. I guess he was like hey, you should join this band. And she's like, oh, I want to join it. Will you tell them to let me join it? But meanwhile, we were like, hey, you should tell Liz to be in our band. And so one night at a show, we were like, hey, do you want to be in our band? Like, do you want to play guitar? And she's like, yeah. And we had our first show like two weeks later. She learned all the parts.
0: That's good. That a quick turnaround. Tell me some good things about Sacramento. What, especially from, from? I know this could be a very, this is a very big subject, a very big topic, <laughs> but from the perspective of being in a band, what are some of your favorite parts of uh, Sacramento?
1: I love... Duh. I consider myself... I still consider us a Sacramento band. Uh, yeah. But my. I love going to shows in Sacramento. I know that whether... And, and this helps with being in a band in Sacramento because this fully affects the people that come to your shows and who you're surrounded by. Yeah. But uh, going to shows in Sacramento is very special because I know... At any given show Sean Hills is going to be there um, And I really Cling on to that As like a safety net Like I know if I go to a show And I'm feeling weird And I don't have any friends around At least I have Sean Hills <laughs> yep. Not to mention he he books all He booked all of our shows yeah. there he, he is partially the glue That kind of holds that scene together yeah i feel and like he's very com- it's very comforting for me to know that sean hills is there same sean's <laughs> sean's
2: such a good guy like that's i feel so like him and pat are the backbone to the sacramento scene
0: fully yeah. very interesting yeah 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 i can yeah. see that he was the first thing the last time we played in sacramento he was the first thing we saw and the last thing we saw as we yeah, drove right. up and as we drove away and then yeah
1: and for many fans,
0: that's incredible wow so sean sean's a big part of it uh, the The scene in Sacramento seems pretty tight knit. A lot of friends. Yeah.
2: Oh, yeah. It's good. I mean, it's also very supportive, more supportive than any sort of like local scene that I'd been a part of. It was wild, too, because to me, um, because I was in San Francisco for about nine years before Eric and I moved to Sacramento. Uh, playing in bands playing music playing all those clubs and stuff and uh, there isn't much of a scene in san francisco anymore. right i know that there used to be a pretty heavy punk scene and i know there was like an emerging psychobilly scene there for a, for a bit um but all of that kind of disappeared and died and the only thing that kind of was there was the east bay scene and i wish truly i really really wish i had met sarcasm before yeah, like that's what I I was was mateo, I'd i met mateo i would met alex i like Stevie, I wish I had met them before. Because, I mean, I used, I've been going to Gilman since, like, 2004, going to shows as, like, a teen, yep. like, playing shows even. And I just wish we had crossed paths because, like, being able to be a part of, like, a queer punk group who's, like, so open and creative and kind and, like, hardworking, I was like, this is exactly what I thought the Bay Area lost and didn't have. And they right. they 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 are, to me, sort of examples of what like i wanted and then i met travis and shelby and i was like oh fuck yeah like people who write six songs and want to do this like really bad like this is all they want to do i was like down so for me it was like i mean i was driving to sacramento once or twice a week for like five
1: months yeah, for a while. For like, before you moved.
2: Like five or six months. And then we just, just decided to move because our landlord sucked. And we were like, ah, well, there's nothing really in San Francisco left for us. So let's go. Um, Let, let's go. The scene, yeah. is,
1: the scene is very yeah. tight knit, though. Like, all of our dearest friends yes. are from there. Yeah. Like, you know that at any given point, even if you're playing last on a bill on a Wednesday night, you're gonna have your buddies there you're gonna have people there you're and then your pals. and
2: even bands from like out of town because i remember i went to i think i was like working or something and i tried to get off early because wicked bears were playing at the cafe mm-hmm. and it was one of those things like they're from salt lake but they love coming to sacramento and it's awesome to see them because they're a, a great band and be great people like when we were on tour they put us up and they were yeah. the fucking best like so for us like i just i like that there is What feels like a family connection in the scene itself. Obviously, in any scene, there are outliers or there are some shitty elements or shitty people, right? But for the most part, the core folks who are a part of that scene in such a regular way, it feels good. It feels better than any scene I've ever been a part of.
0: Interesting. Okay.
1: It's very special.
0: Yeah. Now that brings me to the part two of this question If Sacramento's so great, why did you two move to San Diego? Okay. I'm putting you on the spot. I'm putting you yeah. on the spot. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> I know your I, answer. I already know your answer, I think. But.
1: I found a a, a boyfriend here uh, when we played a show here for the first time anyway. So I was like, <laughs> well, I can't be long distance forever. And I couldn't in good faith make somebody who loves living in San Diego move to Sacramento. So I moved myself here.
2: And then we, we followed. Because for me, I was like, oh, we write great together. I love Shelby. We're... Good friend, like this is better—the best music situation I've ever had. And to be fully fair, I love the Sacramento scene. I hate Sacramento. Uh. Uh, I'm going on record <laughs> as this is like on canon yeah. on record. Honestly, same. I think Sacramento fucking sucks, and I'm sorry everybody who is there who I love. But again, that's not that's not conducive or specific, like directed at the scene itself because those people. Are the only reason it made that place good. Those people made that place feel more like home than anything the city has, does, or did. Like, I think the city and the surrounding areas suck. Like all the suburbs, we lived in Carmichael. Carmichael fucking sucks. I told you it's not a, to move there. I know it's a ton, ton of like Trump supporters, <laughs> and then you get to Folsom uh. and it's like all these rich white people who are like, Yay Trump. And I'm like, I hate it here. <laughs> like, and I'm also yeah. like a server bartender, so I had to work at this like play. like most of the people came in with Trump supporters. It was disgusting. My anxiety was fucked. Uh, I hated being there. So to me, I'm like, oh, San Diego, fucking rage. Yeah, let's let's go. go. I mean.
1: Not to mention yeah. that playing San Diego anytime we had played or anytime any San Diego band came and played in Sacramento. I mean, it's all pals. It's all friends. There's yeah. a similar support system yeah. to Sacramento. There's a similar scene. So it's it's kind of like a no-brainer yeah. to want to be here. It's a no-brainer. There's so Makes many sense. great people. There's not a way for me to lose, at least for me to lose touch with Sacramento because that's where my family is and yeah. whatever. But I, I don't know. Yeah, it's a, it is a no-brainer for me. San Diego is great and fantastic and has been nothing but good to us ever since we first played.
0: Yeah. You have a lot of Agreed. support here as well. I mean, that's the thing yeah. is there is a, a lot of bands from San Diego that you were all friends with, anyways, and it, there's right. that tie is already there, already exists. So yeah, 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 it makes sense. Okay, <laughs> let's do a quick round of would you rather and or choose one, and you also have to answer why you would choose it. Now, question number one is a would you rather, and yes, you both do have to answer this. Perfect. Would you rather be in a band that is hugely successful? Makes a lot of money, but you hate two of the four members of the band <laughs> or or be in a band where you love everybody in the band, kind of like the band you're in now, but you never get any kind of success whatsoever. Which oh, way would I'll you answer. go with that one?
1: yes, I'll answer it. I would rather be in a successful band with two members that I hate.
0: Really, really. Now, why, why, why?
1: Because I sell my soul to the devil. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Because (laughs) I can. Fair enough. Fair enough. From all of my experience, I can only assume that the other band member that I don't hate is Eric.
0: Shout Um, out. Not saying that this is either (laughs) of
1: my current bands. I just assume that going forward in the rest of my life, any band that I play in, it's going to be with Eric. Uh, Sorry. Okay. We're married. We're we're married now. We're married. Um, married. Yes, you're band married. Yeah, you're band married. I could live with that. I could live with that. Me too uh yeah as long I as you have that, that one person I'm successful enough we can break up and i can do my own thing okay. so it's like why wouldn't i take that success
2: so i'm gonna say the exact same thing and here's why for the same reason um a successful band because it's very much one of those things like again if you hate the other members but musically it meshes well you can still make that work in some way. Because, I mean, you're not with your band all the time. And oftentimes, bands only see each other when they're touring or when they're in the studio. And then that's it. You know what I mean? So I'm like, oh, if we're (laughs) successful, I mean, it's not just because of the successful thing, but like, obviously I want people to hear the music. You know what I mean? Like, I want people to engage in that way. So 100%, I can do that because I can put up with people I don't like enough i'm a fake ass bitch i can I'm ready to i can 100 I, I can i can put on a fake face absolutely <laughs> what's up shout out i'm fake um but <laughs> uh jk LOL. but i could uh do that because then again break the band up and then start a new band with the success that you have already take the fan base who like you because your music previously and then they're gonna be like did you hear their new band dang let's go to that and then it's with people you love And then you already have a fan base and their success.
0: Boom. Okay, you expanded on that far more than I was prepared for. (laughs) Um, And loopholes. Uh, We are. (laughs) You found a loophole
1: in my question.
0: Okay, fair enough.
1: What is it? We are
2: scheming. Yeah, I'm scheming. Yeah,
1: we're always scheming. Scheming. Just know, scheming. Yes, the
2: two of you together, scheming. Okay, (laughs) we're gonna we're gonna scam the
0: music industry.
1: We're gonna take over the fucking world.
0: Good. Okay. Now you have to choose one. Both of you choose one of these two. And I'm going to close the loophole on this one. <laughs> this is a for the rest of your life question. You have to, you can only pick one. You cannot have the other one ever again. Okay?
1: okay. Okay. Burritos,
0: burritos, any kind of burrito, doesn't matter. Or pizza, any kind of pizza as well. But you can't have a burrito if you choose pizza ever again.
1: I would and it doesn't burritos. matter if
0: it's from Taco Bell or Roberto's. Like, you cannot have another burrito or, you know, burritos. You would take a burrito I, over pizza? Okay. I
1: can live without pizza. I can.
0: Really?
2: Okay. 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 <sighs> See, so we just had pizza. Four so I got minutes. pizza on the brain. Um, my boyfriend just made uh, some deep, deep dish from scratch with the crust and everything. And, and it's, it's the best delicious. pizza on the planet. Ah, um, So okay. I've got pizza on the brain because of that i'm gonna say okay here's the thing here's my thing you guys want to hear my thing here's my thing sure okay
0: <laughs> that's why um, we're here we're here pizza, to talk talk this out if, you know
2: if i'm if i'm thinking from a nutrition standpoint not to say that either one is necessarily healthy, but you're going to get way more vitamins and nutrients from a burrito because of all of the elements that go into it. You mm-hmm. get your bean protein, you get your meat or like meat substitute protein, and then you get yeah. like some veggies, you get salsa, you get all of it, right? And then your carbs, your good all that stuff. With pizza, largely it's way less of the good stuff and then just cheese and sauce and then way right. too much of the carb. So from a nutrition standpoint, the, the burrito is... Obvious, like, forever, the burrito's the way to go. Yeah. Flavor-wise, it's tricky because yeah. uh, fake pepperoni pizza is so
0: good, and I love so Oh, my God. I know. I don't know. I uh, couldn't answer that question myself, so that's why I asked What is your
1: it. final answer? You know what? My
2: final answer is pizza. I'm going to take oh, pizza for the rest. Scandalous. I'm going to just be a little little starch boy and go off with the pizza crusts. Because then, oh, check this out. You know what? I stand by that because you can sub that crust for a, cali- a cauliflower crust. and it, and it's You great. can now? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. That's good. a vegetable, good. Yeah. ladies and, and gentlemen. Good. Yep. Cauliflower crust is canonically a vegetable with uh, nutrients and is good for you. Better yep. for you to eat it than to not eat it. So, yay pizza. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know.
0: Okay, that's good. We're that's yeah. good. Okay, now, here's a would you rather question. Would you rather... Live for four more years under a Trump presidency and be absolutely filthy rich, filthy rich, never have to worry about money for the rest of your life, or would you rather have the same income you have now and not have Trump as president anymore?
1: Not have Trump as president. Yeah,
0: not have Trump Fuck as president. Donald Trump. Okay, I knew I liked you guys for a reason. Because well, yeah. okay, the
2: thing, good. too, is, yeah. like, with that kind of wealth, like, obviously, he's a piece of shit degradation to the earth. Like, he has hurt so many people's lives. So, like, morally, 100% fuck him. That's, like, the reason. Also, but morally,
1: then- fuck letting money fix all of your problems and, like, letting the rest of the world rot. Exactly.
2: Exactly because yep. also what a sad life that is too yeah. like even just from a selfish perspective having all the money that you don't have to worry about anything that's boring not to say that like like cuz again the opposite of that is also tough like having so little money that life is so tough but having so much money that life is like innocuous and boring and not not to say that money is meaningful but like you can just solve anything and for me like yeah. a lot of a lot of what i enjoy about myself is some level of resourcefulness where like if you don't have the funds to do something you have to rely on creativity and then that creativity gives sure. you the more skill right. and like you feel fulfilled by having had to do something because you didn't just have money to be like oh here's 20 grand let me throw that on a record or something right, right. like right right you spend more time like you spend more time cultivating that thing that's why a lot of rich people's records or famous people's suck. records suck cuz they're bad what the fuck is up, machine but gun yes. kelly yeah oh <laughs> yeah sorry um no straight up well
0: okay. kanye west i mean come on like kanye, yeah. what was kanye west's last record like i don't yeah. know what it was
1: like yeah but i'm assuming it's not good because i did not listen to it well his like again it's one of
2: those things when people get rich that's when i feel like there's an argument okay musically i feel like there's an argument as the the longer a band exists or the more famous they get the worse they get is that yeah. intrinsically or inherently uh, tied mm. to wealth but i mean that's generally that's Possibly. not all the time right because yeah. there are some bands they'll have maybe a slump record and then they get like an awesome record it's our like ninth studio album or something you're like oh yeah. shit
1: right like,
0: you know well, how did they pull this off like where did
1: this yeah. come, come full from circle, right and they're like wow yeah.
2: yeah right and it's impressive but i feel like more often than not there is that sort of expectation of yeah. just based on examples i guess we've seen it happen a lot of times is that tied to wealth do you guys think
0: I think it's almost like monetary success, monetary, huge monetary success. You, you outlined creativity and not having money as being tied together in such a, in a great way, because it's almost like when you get rich from being in a band, your fucking creativity goes like straight down right? because maybe there's so much other stuff in your life and you don't have to. You're entertained by so much more rather than what's in your own head and, like, being creative on your people own. People that you know? are
1: rich. People that are rich can become successful, and then they can remain rich even if their stuff sucks. And it's full circle because production value is everything and having the resources to distribute and put it out and put it in people's faces. It's it's a whole thing. Yeah.
2: Rich people say yeah. which.
0: R- which? Which? Rich.
1: Which people <laughs> say which.
2: Which people say which. Word. <laughs> which,
0: it's true. <laughs> yeah. Okay, good. Oh, I love your answers for that. Okay. Now... Since we ended with a kind of political thing on that side, let's keep going with the politics just for a second. What has the last four years been like for you two under the Trump presidency and how has his presidency affected you?
1: So let me hit you with something because I am very privileged and very lucky. um, The only thing that happened to me personally was the fact that I was inconvenienced and having to listen to this dumb fuck talk. And <laughs> it made me reckon yeah, yeah. with the fact that for me, really, regardless of who's president, I'm probably going to be okay in some way, shape, or form. Yeah. With the ma- the exception of my reproductive rights, right? Yeah. But I have a lot of privilege there. So this, he, it sucks having him as the president. He's done a lot of harm to many people, but it forced me to reckon with the fact that my intentions can't be the only action for me. Like I need to put... I the funds that in my way, because I was not out there protesting, it's like I'm putting funds that I can put into these foundations. Right. I'm learning and educating myself and fi- figuring out how I can use how lucky I am to benefit those who are not lucky. And it really was a large a reckoning. How many yeah. times can I say reckoning reckoning? But like, you know, I personally, the presidency is not going to affect me because I'm a very lucky person.
2: Yeah, and I mean, I I was going to say very very much the same thing. In the same way, like, as a cis white male presenting person, the world is kind of made for me in that way, with the exception of, like, being gay and being part of, like, a queer community. But oftentimes, I mean, look at me. The way that I exist in the world, that's never something that necessarily comes up often, right? Unlike brown folks, black folks, who were affected by this presidency again. Yeah. I I mean, for me, obviously seeing other people hurt and rights being taken away and literally kids being stripped from their families, all of these programs being defunded in this way that like, man, fuck. Like he hurt so many people and did so many shitty things for families who don't look like me, for people who don't look like me. So from that place of privilege, my life under a Trump presidency wasn't affected in that way. On a daily level. On a a daily basis. Obviously, there's a conversation about, like, queerness under a Trump presidency and, like, his anti-trans rhetoric, his his just generally anti-queer rhetoric, and how that just, like, affects the entire queer community. But apart from that, I mean, again, I'm a cis white male, so, like, I'm fine. I was fine. But going back to what Shelby was saying, that it did enlighten me in a way that I hadn't been enlightened before just to being not just like oh well i'm not racist but to being actively anti-racist in that way where it's like it's not just well wishes it's action not intention so like if you intend to do something that's fine and that's good good for you but then there's a level of like then do it then go and go and help go donate go like be present if you can't be present give money that you can and if you're not doing that at least educate yourself or 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 i don't know just like do, do Talk to the have shit. the hard
1: conversations. <laughs> have the hard yeah, conversations right. with the people around you that are like you that yeah. don't recognize this. Yeah, have those conversations. Don't make the brown people and black people have to endure all of this and also be the ones to educate us because we don't know. We don't know. Yeah, it, it was a lot of that.
2: Yeah, so that's
1: which is very positive. Yeah, overall. Yes. No thanks to Donald Trump. But
2: yeah, I mean, apart from all that, fuck Donald Trump completely like for just being a complete piece of shit and obviously upholding white, a white supremacist state and perpetuating it with his xenophobic bullshit rhetoric. He, I mean, he obviously fucking sucks. We know he's a piece of shit. I think I mean, also today too, I feel like this is a resounding thing. There's a level of like, with biden becoming president i mean he has a very racist past (laughs) i mean he was a he was a segregationist i mean he's on record just saying the n-word regularly openly and in recorded meetings uh he sucks as a person generally and kamala harris is a cop but for me today's trump loss is amazing and that's fantastic and i'm and, and i'm not conflating the two tickets by any means i'm not saying joe biden kamala harris is as bad no by far, not even close. What right. happened today is amazing and so good and so positive. And fuck yeah for the Biden-Harris ticket. So happy it's there. But again, it's one of those things like, cool, today celebrate. Tomorrow it's more work. Tomorrow it's like- Tomorrow's like, the day for work. To, the work now, to start. Yeah. yeah. And so when he becomes president, now it's like, okay, like let's talk about where his shortcomings are and what we can do to be better and what he can do to be better, be better for the people, not just white people, which- I'm afraid and how we can go forward and
1: elect the people who are actually for our interests into those roles of power that who are actually like more
0: progressive and stuff. Yeah, right. Getting
1: more progressive people into Senate, taking the majority, really challenging those older, those older Democrats to be for the future.
2: Yes, 100 percent. Because, I mean, like, we all, to some degree, like, nobody's perfect. So, like, but, you know what? I'm going to retract that. (laughs) I feel like that's such a bad platitude. Like, that's so silly. I shouldn't even be saying that. (laughs) You know what I mean? Nobody's perfect. But, I mean, it's, to some degree, it's just, it's more so, like, this is what should have happened. Trump sucks. We're happy this is happening. But then there's like, again, having these conversations about like implementing more progressive politics than maybe Harris or Biden are comfortable with, but allowing like, I mean, hopefully turning the Senate blue, making it a house, Senate and presidential cabinet and white house. We can
1: have some working policy being made.
2: That'll benefit not just white, (laughs) white Americans. It'll benefit.
0: But all Americans, everybody Everybody in the country. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, one thing you said that was really interesting that I caught back there that kind of really makes me think the Trump presidency might actually have been the best thing for this country in some ways because it did awake a certain sense of resistance and also education and people like us to the sense where we were, you know, not racist but we're not actively anti-racist until his presidency came along. Yes. And it's almost like a trial. You had to go through the shit to get to like what the sunrise or whatever. Right. In other words, I, um, yeah. and that's I, a, that's kind of a bad thing to say in some ways, but in some ways that really brought to mind what you both said it too is like, look, I'm fine. I was fine you know, well, yes, I'm a gay man. And, you know, and then Shelby also, well, yeah, I could have lost my reproductive rights. But as white folks, like, yeah, that our privilege is showing no matter what. But his fucking presidency taught us that we have to fight, too. We it's not enough for us to sit by and be silent. Right. So that his fucking presidency, this is my whole point, backfired in such a spectacular way, I think. You know what I mean? I, would I know you agree you, with that kind of? I would agree, but not.
2: I don't think in the in the way it's phrased. Only because he's a kind of egomaniac who would take something like that and be like, "See, I did do a good thing." Ah, you know what I good, mean? You're right. Like, he's you're he's right. the king of doing that kind of bullshit. Like, even though he's you're right. losing completely, he'll spin that to be like, "Well, if this wasn't happening, then this wouldn't be happening." And you're like, I mean, I guess technically there's some level of truth there, but outside of that, that's a it's 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 a. Create, it's a wild way to it's say that you've done something. It's nonsensical in that yeah. sense where it's like, just because you exist doesn't mean you caused something. You're taking credit for something. It has nothing to do with you
0: really. But you know, I understand, but, I think, what you're saying in some ways. Yeah. I think I just figured out a way to phrase it like, the ends don't justify the means in this case. Like, that's yeah. a bad, yeah, 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 okay, and think, got, and got I it. I think,
2: I do think that like, yes, there were, there were some levels of like, his ignorance and his general racism and like the way that he does uphold white supremacy in the United States. I feel like that did spark people to think about stuff, but I would give more credit to like black activists or, or Brown activists or activists of color in general, because I mean, most of those people have no choice, but to fight every day, no matter what, even if they don't want to, they have to. And right. that is an unfortunate circumstance of the racist white supremacist state that we currently live in. But I would give more credence to them. Trump just stumbled in backwards into this bullshit thing. Black activists, activists of color, I would say, are the reason why there is such a resurgence of, not a resurgence, an emergence of, I guess, anti-racist action amongst an- white Yeah, Yeah, anti-racist activism
0: yeah. amongst like, you
2: know. Well, even the... even if. Even if it's among people who aren't necessarily becoming activists or or engaging in activism itself, but just the general, I guess, conversation of anti-racist action or racism in America. And like that being now part of the, I guess, public conversation and like the zeitgeist of what is the year 2020. I think that that is 100% in part to activists of color.
0: Okay. Okay. Good. No. No. I'm glad you brought that up because that does, yeah, strike what I said from the record, Your Honor. Strike (laughs) it from the record. Okay.
1: The Trump presidency showed me who to unfriend and who to tell to their face that I think they're fucking stupid. Oh yeah. Oh, also, one hundred (laughs) percent.
2: Also, this idea, like, I've had some people on Instagram who are like, like, who I've seen, and I'm like, I don't know why we're even friends. Fuck you. We're not even friends. We're Quintus, who did vote Biden, but who are also like, no matter who you voted for, we can all be friends. I'm like, no, I'm yeah. actively losing friends. If you voted for Trump, you're a bad person. That is inarguable. You suck. Yeah, yeah. The, like yeah. we're like, if that is something that you stand, like we're just not friends. Unfriend, I don't, block. I don't want to know you. Right. I don't want to argue with you as to why you. Your your side of the conversation to me does not matter because it denigrates and degradates the existence and humanity of people. The conversation yes. of politics and the conversation of like sociological perspective or people in general, it shouldn't call into question the humanity of anybody. It should be about policy or it should be about community organization or like it should be about tangible actions, not the humanity of people. And so sure. the fact that it, it's just I think it's a it's a it's not an equivalence of argument. Like it, it doesn't, it doesn't even stand. So the fact that it's like, well, it's just an opinion. It's not an opinion. It's you dehumanizing. No, no, that's not an opinion. Right. (laughs) You know, so totally completely not an opinion. I'm like, fuck your friends, fuck your family, actively leave people. Like you only have one life. Also, you're going to waste your time on some racist piece of shit. Fuck them. (laughs) Move on. No. Make a new family. Like who even has time? Like, and I mean, again, if there is a level of like, you think that somebody could be educated have that tough conversation have an in-depth thing but at the base level if somebody is disregarding an entire other group of people's humanity yeah fuck off
0: fuck them yeah yeah no, yeah they've got them. no they have there's no place there's no room for them in any kind of reasonable conversation
2: yeah. at that
0: point you know yeah. i don't think i mean i they they're like you said if there's some hope they can be educated yeah well sure make the effort i guess yeah but again you know what you don't negotiate with people that want to see other people dead. I mean, there's no, No. there's no negotiating with that kind of thing. Yeah. One thing I wanted to, to ask too, really kind of around that question, have either of you lost friends or family because of things that have happened over the last four years?
1: Yeah. My, um, like my uncle on my parents' side of the family, we got into it obviously on Facebook because that's where old people argue. <laughs> um, <laughs> there yeah, so, they're next door.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, the next door app. <laughs> yeah, oh, right boy.
1: before oh, not boy. right before. Right shortly after Trump was elected that year during Pride, we got into a fight on Facebook about some fucking homophobic, stupid shit, and we got into it about politics. He like started I basically was just calling him a stupid racist on the internet. (laughs) And he messaged my mom on Facebook and was like, you need to get your daughter. And she was like, fuck you. And we don't talk to him anymore. (laughs) She's like, fuck you. Why don't you listen? Like, she's right. You were being racist. You were being shitty. Like, don't come for me. I'm not. She's a grown woman. What do you mean? Get your daughter. Yeah. So we don't talk to him anymore. And just going through my Facebook friends list, like anytime anybody even posted anything pro-MAGA, like, whatever, like, they're unfriended. It's not worth the argument for me. Yeah, If they have, like, I've gotten messages like, "Well, why'd you unfriend me? It's like, I'm not gonna respond to you.
2: Yeah, we don't need to talk about it. It's not even a
1: conversation, because I'm not gonna change your mind, because you're stupid. And I'm not gonna waste my (laughs) time changing a stupid person's mind. I've had conservative family, I'm obviously, like, fucking little white girl from Sacramento, so I definitely have people in my family who are conservative. I'm very lucky in that they are... (sighs) I don't know how to say this without making it sound like really fucked up, but like educate, like they're able to be educated. And very shortly after the Trump presidency started, it was like, Oh, Oh, that's not what I want. And it's like, yeah, you fucking ding dongs. You voted for him now do better. Yeah. But wow. it's it's very few people who have been able to break that threshold. It's like, oh, I, that's true. I block you, whatever. Like it's not worth my energy.
2: Yeah. 100%. I mean, for me, it's like, There are certain levels of some of, like, some of my siblings that are, like, I, I I mean, I remember being on a, like, I was, we went to Las Vegas for my, like, dad's thing, and I remember being, like, I'm gonna just fly home, because I was so mad, because, like, my sister said some dumb racist shit, and I was, like, I'm gonna talk about, like, this was, like, six years ago, I was, like, I, but I couldn't articulate it well enough, and I wasn't, like, knowledgeable enough to explain why what was happening was completely incorrect, so I just got really emotional <laughs> and I was like, I'm flying sure. home. But I didn't fly home and it was fine. But I think for me also, like when I came out, uh, which was like a little over 10 years ago, my aunt and uncle, who I grew up with, like loved, loved me, all this stuff. And some of my cousins, it was like when that whole Chick-fil-A thing was, they were like doing sit-ins at Chick-fil-A to like be like pro Chick-fil-A cause they're anti-gay. And it was like that big back and right, forth when that whole Chick-fil-A right. shit started. God. They were the ones who like went to Chick-fil-A and they're like, yeah, the Bible says this. So fuck gay people. And yeah, I just unfriended them and they kept trying to call me and I, I didn't explain to them why they were wrong. I just have not talked to them since I deleted their number. They've tried to contact me since I'm not going to fucking talk to you. I don't care. Like if you don't see how your actions are affecting those in your life, that's fine. Right. But that's your problem. That's, that's your problem. baggage. That's your issue. If you want to unpack that and deal with it, by all means, go for it. But don't bring that to me and make that my problem. I have my own stuff. You know? Like, that's your thing. Yeah. Handle it. Right? So there's that. There's a level of that. But I think with Trump, I don't know. I Like, have I maybe I don't know we haven't really it's talked but my brother-in-law said some stupid shit that I was like oh I'm unfriending you on Instagram and we you have done. to think about it as <laughs> if are
1: you losing somebody of importance and most of the time it's just that shitty stupid person that you went to high school with that yep. drives a taxi now yeah, yeah.
0: totally thinks that totally, he's gonna be in right. the t-
1: tax bracket that gets taxed oh but, I
2: love all those memes where it's just like, <laughs> like well I voted <laughs> what, was the, what was the tweet it was like you're
1: a hostess at Outback yes you're not gonna make them." okay and not to like
2: knock people in the service industry in any way because I think I don't want like want to make that tweet so I'm like oh I'm laughing at like poor people no. but there's a level of like a delusion where it's like hey you're, you're not, not in that tax your bracket you're not voting for you're your not interest. even close you're not to even close sweetie like right. come on <laughs> i know you're afraid i know fear is a real real fucking determinant it's a determining factor for a lot of people in the way that they act fear fear-based shit is everywhere right yeah it's who we are <laughs> but right. sweetie calm down like no <laughs> right. read a, read a book i don't
0: know read something <laughs> It's like oh, I don't read, want. That. Go, let's read something other than next door or Facebook. That's yeah. my I favorite one. Say. Is that they're Jesus like, Christ. "Oh,
1: I don't want my tax money going to help people." And it's like you're the person that's getting help. What do you mean? Yeah. Oh my god. Like what?
0: Oh, right. It's messy. Right. Well, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That actually means I don't want it to go to a brown person or a exactly. person of color. Or so it's like, that's I don't means. my breath on That's what you. it means. Yeah. I mean, exactly. typically that's what it means. So, yeah. And then that's where you go, oh, okay. Well, you're, yeah. You just made my fuck you list. Good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Hey, get I'm the fuck out, out of here. You're not, yeah. Fuck you. I'll see you never.
2: <laughs> Please don't contact me. I don't want to talk about it. And like, there have been instances too where like, If a friend of mine had done something or said something, I'd be like, oh, yeah, if you want to talk about why that was wrong, we can talk about that now. Mm -hmm. And if they're willing to talk about it, I'm down to, like, at least educate them or at least not even necessarily educate, but, like, give them new perspective on something. If, like, what they said was incorrect. Like, I mean, I've had coworkers, too, who, like, use derogatory terms and slurs for, like, the way somebody looks or the way that they appear. And it's more like a, hey, can I... Can we talk about why that's wrong? Like, I maybe you don't know. It's totally possible that like You're right. your family yeah, yeah. just uses this word, you think it's an okay acceptable thing. It's like, let's talk about its history, let's talk about its usage, let's talk about like why it's bad. More often than not, if and when I've done that, it's gone well. I think like once or twice I've had a coworker or a friend who's who like was like, "Fuck you. You don't get to tell me like and it's like, "Yeah, that's fine. No problem." Like, "Hey, I don't I don't get to tell you shit." You're right. Like, we don't have to talk again. Don't don't worry about it. Like I, yeah, tried. No, no. I tried. I tried. I tried my best. Yep. Like lose
1: my yep. number. Yeah,
2: lose my number, Queen. <laughs> <laughs> Real ones know.
1: <laughs> you know. How okay. Look well, at, let's
2: look at us on a political
0: podcast. I know. Excuse I know. Me? What happened? What? I happened? got high before I'm doing this.
1: I didn't think I was gonna have to be like an episode of Joe Rogan. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ.
2: Also, oh, that's on record. Fuck Joe Rogan. <laughs> 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 I'm I'm standing canonically as a. Anti-Joe Rogan. Fuck him.
1: I'm standing canonically pro-weed.
2: Oh, yeah. Not I'm, Rogan. I'll stand pro-weed. But yeah. But fuck him. Anyways.
1: Speaking <laughs> of podcast. All right, well, let's
0: move to- We'll go to something a little bit lighter. <laughs> let's do another round of would you rather before we get to the very end here. Would you rather? This is a situation where you're actually going to become and live as a cartoon character for the rest of your life. So think very deeply and heavily on this. Would you rather be live out the rest of your existence as Scooby Doo or as Shaggy? In this case, okay. I have some follow
2: up questions.
0: <laughs> okay, certainly. Certainly. In this, I'll sc- field them. I don't know if I'll answer them acceptably, but I will try. I'll definitely it, try.
2: In this scenario, yes. Scooby obviously can communicate in small doses with the gang,
0: right. Like Ruff Raggy? yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. he can so, he can yeah, talk. Yeah.
2: He has cognizance. He can he can get his speech. point across. Think. Yeah. is is there opportunity to develop that cognizance in in any way? No, that's like no. You have no, to no, stay no, at no, that no, level
0: no. of it's Oh, Yeah, just, you're okay. stuck.
1: It's just down to rubro
2: Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, go. Shaggy. You I'm,
0: can you can you can eat all the hamburgers you want, but goddamn, if you're ever gonna be able to read a book, like good luck I'm, with that. I'm going. shaggy do okay.
2: Because Shaggy has that ability, right? The ability to yes. learn. Oh, and grow. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Shaggy. When
0: Shaggy's not high as fuck, yes, he does yeah. have the ability oh. to read and do what
2: <laughs> to to,
0: yes. to be a human. He has the ability. Yes, absolutely. Yes. Um And he does when he's high as well. Yeah. I, oh, I'm yeah. guessing. I don't know, right? I mean I'm gonna say Shaggy.
1: To quote teenage bottle rocket. I wanna be a dog. You're going scoob? I'm going scoob. Hey scoob is a dog and he gets high i feel like that's less responsibility nobody's banking on scooby to fix shit it's like no, oh, no one's no, no one's no. banking on him to catch the ghost they're banking on him for something i don't know what it is he's just there to have like he's just there to be the dog
0: and he's the cute sweetie
1: yeah i just want to be he a dog. gets to
0: eat all the pizza all the hamburgers all yeah. the everything all Everyone. the ice cream and just fucking chill and, and run around every once steamy. in a while like, and, and do up the Scooby Doo thing. To
1: get into like the movie theaters and yeah. shit. Like Scooby's Scooby's with the shit.
2: Also, when he fucks up, people still love him. It's true. Like
0: he's hardcore. Absolutely. He's the sweetest. He's the sweetest. I'm tired. Sweetest. I'm still tired of being a human sometimes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just wish I was a dog. You know. <laughs> Honestly. I get that like. Aww. Babies. So. You just don't. You don't get to live for very long. That's the only bomber. thing. you see, fine know with that. but
1: <laughs> that was
0: dark well this this took a turn for to the dark dog, real quick you know, so.
1: it's a it's, it's an easy trade i'm gonna be the dog i'm gonna be
0: scoop yeah i'll be shaggy you're still a great pair then that's great yes, okay, yes, okay. Were good. good good okay now wow. this is a good one actually this next question would you rather be forced to wear like flip-flops or sandals some kind of open-toed foot gear For the rest of your life, no, you cannot wear socks with said foot gear or have to wear shoes for the rest of your life. Sandals slash flip-flops or shoes. And you cannot ever, you cannot change your, it's one or the other. That's it.
1: Can you take the shoes off at the end of the day?
0: Oh, yeah, you can take them off. Off. You can take them off when you get home.
2: Oh, then shoes. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. You don't no. have to
0: sleep in them. I'm sorry. No, you don't yeah, have to sleep shoes, in them or anything.
2: Shoes. Shoes. Yeah, because that was exactly my question was like, <laughs> they're attached to your feet forever. We were so concerned. My feet would suffocate? No, ma'am. I can't do that. I need open-toed sh- sandals. But if I can take them off at the end of the day, oh, without yeah. a doubt, shoes. Oh, yes. Without a doubt, shoes. I'll go to the beach in them. Shoes. I don't give a shit. Like,
1: I do. I am <laughs> okay, known good. to wear chanclas mostly.
2: Oh, that's Even true. in the
1: cold. But I still can't I. C- I can live without those, but without tennis shoes, I don't like the thought of a world without tennis shoes. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah,
2: I'm going shoes. Shoes all the way. Shoes.
0: Okay, good answer. That's actually probably the the smart answer. Yes. These shoes are $300. That means you're both not dirty hippies is what I was getting at (laughs) with that one. So, okay, good. Good. Now, the last one. Choose one. Choose one of these movies and tell me why. And you cannot see the other movie ever again, by the way. The first one is The Breakfast Club. The second one is 16 Candles. Which one would you pick? One of them is gone out of your life forever. The other one is still there. I would
1: pick 16 Candles. I would
2: pick neither. Neither? Yeah.
1: I could do without both, too. I was thinking that. I just didn't think that was an option.
2: Hughes is cool. Like, Don't get me wrong. There's some shit in 16 Candles that's like hella fucking silly and bad. I think as a story, it's fine. Oh, there is. And oh, I mean, similarly with is. The Breakfast Club, also the same.
1: I could live my whole life without ever seeing The Breakfast Club again. Like, yeah. I've just, it's played out.
2: I'm not a big Hugh fan, so for me also those, like, the movies are cool. I understand why people love them. Am
0: do I have
2: any emotional attachment to either one of them?
0: Zero. Same. No. No. Okay. I, di- I, I didn't did know that. I didn't know that. I should have gone Angus and Mean Girls on you, like the very first- uh... Uh, the oh, yeah. trivia podcast we did, but anyways.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> that would have been a good one.
0: Well, that's okay. This can be edited. Let me ask that then. <laughs> <laughs> would, you, <laughs> would you take Angus or Mean Girls? Which one of those movies would you pick? One of them's gone forever.
2: Okay.
1: Oh, I don't want to live in a world without Mean Girls.
0: See, I'm going to say the opposite.
1: Yeah. Only because- I've never seen Angus.
2: Angus is a good movie- I would rather watch that a bunch because I've only seen it once, and makes sense. I I am Mean Girls is a good movie. I am so tired of it remaining like one of the only part of gay male pop culture in a way that's so just like it's so it's so tired and boring and it's just like everything's fetched, Great, oh my god, whatever. I like. uh, I feel like okay. (laughs) <laughs> I okay I don't know if I want to say that <laughs> I'm gonna be like I, I feel like I'm just that fucking <laughs> you brunch. can say it I'll cut it out um, I'll cut it no out, so. I just I I feel like it's to me it's played the fuck out in a way that's like really it's it's a good movie it's fine but it is a little boring now whereas Angus I'm like oh it's still fairly new to me
1: oh see I'm okay gonna get that good. played out for me I am also a huge nerd, and I have been really loving the Mean Girls musical lately. It's very good. So in my head, I'm just like, yeah, I don't want to live in a world without Mean Girls.
2: And that's a whole... Yeah, I get Well, I guess that... Okay. So does that include any sort of related IP, whether it's Mean Girls musical or if they do a (sighs) show? Does that include the Mean Girls show? Oh, they're... Because Mean Girls generally...
0: I'll be kind and generous in this case, and say <laughs> yes. You can keep the IPs related to you, just cannot go back mm. to the original.
2: Okay, I'm still going and, with Angus. And
0: <laughs> you can listen to you can listen to the Angus soundtrack too, if you choose Mean Girls. You know that's I'm how generous I Girls. am here. Oh, so.
1: really? Yep.
2: Oh, okay. Yep. I'm still then, picking
1: Mean Girls.
0: You know, I'm
2: like I'm just gonna pick Angus. Well, that changes it. If I can listen to the soundtrack and. Have mean girls. I love Looking the a-
0: movie, but I think the soundtrack is probably you know the best part of the movie to me. I'm gonna I can- love the movie. I'm
2: going to completely redact everything I just said. I'm going Mean Girls because I'll listen to the Angus soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs>
0: okay, great. Good. Okay. I love well, a happy that ending. <laughs> is- <laughs> I love a happy ending as well. Okay, so that really about wraps it up. Uh, what does the future... Hold for Sad Girls Club. Now, are you doing a long distance band thing? I know you have things planned for 2021. Hopefully some tours. A new record coming out anytime in 2021 or later? Yeah, Travis will be in Southern
1: California in early 2021. He's moving out, not to San Diego, but I think greater LA area. Mm -hmm. So we will be writing. We will be at Pooza in May, covid permitting yes. we'll be at the fest in florida in next october slash november i don't know what weekend yes. it's gonna fall on um and then hopefully we can tour i really want to tour and write that record
2: yeah same yeah it's I, yeah that's that's all sad Girls has really it's just those just writing writing more and then eventually getting to record it and then doing that is I it guess-
0: gonna be a full-length record like 10 songs eight songs something like that we
1: don't even know yet yeah we don't know I think okay. that it's been okay. such it's such a limbo cuz like we can't do anything not can't but like yeah. we can't put anything into action as of now all we have is writing. Yeah. So it's well, I guess we'll see. We'll see, yeah. EP question mark? Who knows.
2: EP another demo question another
1: mark? Another demo question mark? Who knows? Question mark? Who knows. We truly don't know.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> but so are well, you guys we'll sending there.
0: stuff back and forth to each other from are you are you emailing stuff up to Liz and Travis so they can kind of work on stuff or anything like that?
2: So it's,
1: it's been a little quiet. It's been quiet. We've I think, been moving though.
2: Yeah, with the move and everything, we we just yeah. haven't really. We had endless Omar that came out, and then like a month later Shelby moved and then a month later I moved and then... You moved, yeah. So so now we're just kind of getting back into the conversation of like, I know Travis wrote this incredible new song that he put on that Sad Girls fest stream that I'm really excited to work on. I know he has other songs that he's been writing that Mm -hmm. he wants to get working on. I know Shelby also has songs. So it's just a matter of like demoing them out in some way. And also we have like, so with this like podcast board that uh, Eric and I bought, um, we're just going to use it to demo out songs because it's like an eight track situation with like di plugins oh, okay. and all that stuff so i can plug in my electronic kit we can plug in a keyboard we can plug in a couple yeah, of yeah, cars yeah. um yeah. we we already did that with like a lousy demo that we mm-hmm. were working on and sent it up to jake so i think we're gonna just do this for the time being to demo out whatever release sad girls has i think coming. at this
1: point we're sitting down and mapping out what the next year looks like for us and how to move forward we're making plans there's no plans Made as of yet, besides sure. those two, the two shows that we have that it will hopefully happen. Yeah,
0: hopefully they'll happen next year. <laughs> so, 2021 fest, as long as it goes on. I mean, it all kind of depends on what happens with COVID too. If yep. COVID clears up enough to make it safe to tour,
1: if there's any venues left to tour to.
0: Yeah, if
2: there's venues yeah. left, you know. I,
0: yeah, I know. Yeah, happens. yeah, yeah. Exactly. It's a it's a brave new world, and hopefully things are going to get a lot more under control now and we'll be back sometime mid 2021 or something. So yeah, that's my hope. Anyways, you know,
1: I mean, re- one fucking problem at a time, guys. Yeah.
2: Realistically, I'm like mentally preparing myself for Pooza and Fest to be postponed another year. Yeah. I know that's like really me too. like, me too. Yeah. but part of me, like 20, you I, have
1: I, to understand that that's a reality that yeah. happened. That's it's, it's a
2: possibility. A I mean, it is. So yeah. who, who knows exactly? Who knows? Who even knows anymore? Yep.
0: All right. Well, let me let you guys go so you can carry on. And I'd also like to carry on the celebration here this evening. (laughs) Thank you so much for talking to me tonight, both of you. Thank you, Bob. Thanks for
1: talking to us.
0: You got it. Well, thank you, Eric and Shelby of Sad Girls Club. I had a great time talking to the both of them. And if it's kind of not obvious, the day that we did this interview, the day we talked, was Saturday, November 7th, 2020. That was the day Biden more or less officially won the presidential election, even though... A certain baby in the White House has not admitted it yet. We got political in that interview a little bit, didn't we? I think it's a good thing. I think talks like that actually help me personally see things a little bit more clearly, give me a different perspective on the current political climate in the United States that I hadn't really thought of or looked at in certain ways. It was absolutely great. Eric and Shelby are both super rad people in one of my favorite bands going today, politically speaking. They are both right on the money, I do believe, as well. Thanks to both of you so much for taking the time to talk to me. Now, by the way, Eric and Shelby are both in another band called Lousy Advice, who are also an extremely rad band, and they also have a podcast. Check it out. It's called the Lousy Advice Podcast, which you can listen to wherever you listen to podcasts. And this is kind of what they do. They take a band or a musical, artist, musician, whatever, then they'll bring in a special guest, then they'll talk about that particular band or artist, and here are some examples of some of their past episodes. They did an episode about Cher, they did Dead to Me, Alkaline Trio, Lawrence Arms, The Beach Boys, Blink 182, and more. The Blink one, I, should, I need to listen to that Blink episode, actually. Check it out for sure, it's really good stuff. Also note this, Eric is the co-host of another podcast, which is absolutely rad, the very awesome and amazing Nostalgia podcast with Jessica from Danger, Inc. being the other host. Look for the Dracula episode of the Nostalgia podcast specifically. The guest they had on that episode was fucking amazing. Truly an awesome, awesome person. The guest was me, by the way. Something I did fail to mention back when I was talking about the songs, kind of at the beginning of the episode, all of the Sad Girl songs in this episode We're off of the full-length record, Hard Feelings, and that one came out in 2019 on Bomb Pop Records. You can buy that record and some of the other incredible musical offerings of Sad Girls Club on Bandcamp at www.sadgirlsclub.bandcamp.com. And that is girls with a Z at the end, not an S. Note that, Sad Girls. Okay. Links will also be up on this episode's page of the Bobcast website, which is www.iwantapartywithbob.com. Well, thank you so much for listening. I really do appreciate you taking the time to tune in and get awesome with me and Sad Girls Club on this one. You can get extra awesome with me by joining my Patreon, which is at www.patreon.com slash Iwantapartywithbob. Join for exclusive content and merch type stuff in an all-around good time. Don't forget, please subscribe, rate, and review the Bobcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Here's Sad Girls Club with one final song, X-Men. Enjoy.